Friends, we welcome you here to this midweek time to just stop and to pause and to reflect and to take a breath. Whether this will be a moment of reflection for you, a moment of worship, we offer this up to you each and every week as a way to just sit and spend time with God wherever you are. So we welcome you into this time and into this moment. There's a place that I love to run and play There's a place that I sing songs of praise Dancing with my Father God in fields of grace Dancing with my Father God in fields of grace Where I lose myself within There's a place where I find myself again Dancing with my Father God In fields of grace Dancing with my Father God In fields of grace There's a place where religion finally dies There's a place where I lose my selfish pride Dancing with my Father God in fields of grace Dancing with my Father God in fields of grace Dancing with my Father
Hello, everyone. Welcome to our midweek worship. What a beautiful, beautiful song, Fields of Grace. So here we are now out in God's good creation, near an open field, thanking God for this day and this place. I take you now to Genesis, to chapter 28. And this is the story of Jacob's dream at Bethel. Hear the word of the Lord for you. Jacob left Beersheba and set out for Haran. When he reached a certain place, he stopped for the night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones there, he put it under his head and he lay down to sleep. He had a dream in which he saw a stairway resting on the earth with its top reaching into heaven and the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. There above it stood the Lord, and he said, I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham, and the God of Isaac. I will give you and your descendants the land on which you are lying. Your descendants will be like the dust of the earth, and you will spread out to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south. All peoples on earth will be blessed through you and your offspring. I am with you and will watch over you wherever you go, and I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised in you. When Jacob awoke from his sleep, he thought, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I was not aware of it. He was afraid, and he said, how awesome is this place. This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. Early the next morning, Jacob took the stone he had placed under his head, and he set it up as a pillar, and he poured oil on top of it, and he called that place Bethel, though the city was used to be called Luz. When Jacob made a vow right then and there, he said, if God will be with me, and will watch over me on this journey I am taking, and will give me food to eat, will give me clothes to wear, so that I return safely to my father's house. Then the Lord will be my God, and this stone that I have set up as a pillar will be God's house, and all that you give me, I will give you a tenth. This is the word of the Lord. Jacob, what a character. Jacob, the son of Isaac, his grandfather Abraham, comes from a long lineage of men of God, made a huge impact on God's people. But Jacob is kind of a sinister character in the family tree. I just read a commentary by a preacher in the South, and he said that Jacob is more crooked than a road in East Tennessee. How wonderful, what an image. So remember, this is the guy that was the youngest of two brothers, and in a culture where the oldest gets the birthright, he dupes his father, none other than Isaac, and while he's blind and can't see, he disguises himself as his brother Esau, and he steals the blessing and the birthright with his mother's help. Oh, and it doesn't end there. He continues to be a schemer the rest of his life, and he continues to have some success as well. 
But as it all goes at some point, he finds himself in this place right now, in Bethel, in a place of in-between. Esau's on his way back home, and he's terrified. So what does he do? He runs off, and he's part way to relatives. And now we find him out in open territory alone. Just the image of picturing the once great Jacob the schemer, now lying down the earth as his bed, a stone for a pillow, in open country. You know, it's really amazing that not even Jacob sees himself as God sees him. And Lord knows we don't see, at least from the description I've given you all in Jacob, that God still sees. And that's what I mean when I talk about grace. If you look up the definition of grace in a Bible commentary, it would say this simply, it is unmerited favor by God that we do not deserve grace given. And so we put ourselves into Jacob's story. Here he is out in the wilderness alone, and he has this dream about a staircase. Last Sunday in our worship, we talked about trees and how vital they are. And once again, this ladder, this image of a ladder, the image of a tree that starts on earth and reaches heaven. How fascinating. And so in this dream that he has, none other than the Lord is speaking to him. And he's telling him that he's going to be blessed. The same words that he gave his grandfather and his father. And he awakens from this dream. And it's almost like he can't get over it. That God surprised him. It says, as I read, that Jacob was surprised because he didn't expect God to be in that place with him, in that alone and vulnerable place. When God could have used that opportunity, perhaps, to teach Jacob a lesson, there alone and vulnerable, God comes to Jacob in that spot, just as God comes to each one of us when perhaps we're just feeling the weight of the world or maybe even the guilt and weight of the wrong decisions we've done. When we feel like running instead of staying put, there's nowhere that we can run from God. God will always come out to meet us. And even in a situation where we might think we deserve whatever we've got coming, even then, God can come to us and extend this grace and that pouring out of grace. What a wonderful image that Jacob in the morning takes that stone and he makes it into a pillar, like a memorial to the fact that God is present with him right out there in the midst of that barren place. And he takes oil. Oil is precious. It's expensive. It anoints. And he pours out that oil over that stone, an anointing. And he said, this is the place where God is. And what we know about Jacob in that moment, as opposed to in other moments in his life, he really takes it seriously. He recognizes the presence of God. So just when we think that Jacob has turned the corner and he's let go of his selfish ways, he then says this prayer. And although I know that God is happy when we pray, and we should always pray, always, God loves to hear from us. In that prayer, after that wonderful moment where he recognizes God's presence, 
he uses the word if a lot. So God, if you bless me, so God, if you clothe me, so God, if you bless the generations before me or after me, then I'll follow you. Oh my goodness. It's like, come on, Jacob. And yet how relatable is that? We've all had those moments. Lord, if you just take this from me, I'll do X, Y, and Z. And again, there's Jesus, like in Jacob's dream, like the feeling of being present in the presence of Christ, either with your Bible open or perhaps someone next to you who just is that presence of Christ for you. This grace comes from Jesus, washes over us, and Jesus, once again, gives us a grace we do not deserve, and it changes us from forthright from that place. You know, Jacob now is going to become Israel. And so even though we can't see Israel lying there in that vulnerable place, praying the if prayer, God still sees all that he will become and all that he will do to lead his people. How amazing is that? So when we look at ourselves in the mirror every morning, and perhaps we tend to look at all we're not, Jesus is looking back at us, looking back at you, seeing all the incredible things that with his grace and love in your life, you are in the process of becoming. How about that? What a wonderful message. Almost like fields of grace and abundance, like oil being poured out. There has to be some area in your life where perhaps you've not given yourself that grace that Jesus has already given you. Pour that grace upon that area. And then from there, perhaps there's someone in your life that you've not given a lot of grace. Perhaps this could be your moment to pour out that grace to someone else. For in truly, think of ourselves just like Jacob in that place, right here, right now in this field. Jesus has come to meet you right where you are. He loves you. He delights in your prayers. And he has come to anoint you with grace. May you be blessed this day. Amen. Join me in a time of prayer. Let us pray. Loving Lord Jesus, you anoint us with the oil of grace, with the grace of your love and the grace of your mercy and the grace of your holy presence that is always with us in the midst of our brokenness, in the midst of our broken world, in the midst of our broken hearts. We give you thanks, Lord, that we have the ability to worship you anytime, any place, anywhere. For your whole world is indeed a sanctuary whether we are sitting in a beautiful church with stained glass and carved stones, sitting at our desk, at our office, on our couch at home, or hanging outside with you, we give you thanks, Lord, that every place that we set our foot is a place in which we can worship and give you praise. We give you thanks, Lord, this day for just being mindful of your gift of grace, that regardless of where we go, what we do, how we live our lives, that you offer us grace that extends beyond this world. 
And that grace was made manifest in the life and in the love of your son, Jesus Christ, on the cross. So we give you thanks this day, Lord. Thank you for blessing us in a variety of ways. Thank you for blessing us with your creation. Thank you for blessing us with your holy presence that never lets us go. All this and so much more, we pray in the name of your graceful son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, Savior, Redeemer, and Friend. And let everybody say, Amen. Friends, your blessing. May all of us keep the words that God gave to Jacob. May those words be ringing in our ears. For God has told us that God will always be with us, that we'll never be alone. God promises to complete that good work in us. And now as you go into your week, may you go blessed. And may all of us really renew our charge to go therefore and to follow God into the world and tapping into God's presence and God's power in all of us. Peace be with you. Amen.